the gods shined upon me. Welcome to the RC Roundtable Podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to episode 128. Yes, it's the 8-bit episode of the RC Roundtable. And joining me, Fitzwalker, is Lee Ray. Hello. And Terry Dunn. Hey there. Was that an English accent, Lee? <laughs> Whatever I'm drinking accent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's tea, it the label? so yes, I guess it's British. <laughs> British or Indian. It, it is tea time. Yeah. Is it tea time interval? <laughs> can't, can't win for losing. All right. Well, enjoy your tea time with the RC Roundtable. All right. Let's get this show on the road and yeah. <laughs> now whose accent? Because <laughs> we're into teas. Yeah, we want food like that. Okay, it heads up on the news. The El Draco is out. We talked about that in the last episode, and apparently it is now shipping. Is that understand it correctly? Or at least getting almost shipping? The YouTubers, YouTube reviewers have had their grubby hands on them. And, <laughs> I saw and, a uh, great meme today with the Picard, you know, facepalm. Uh, and it says, oh, great, it's another Draco unboxing. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it does appear it is out and about. Yeah, we talked about it. You see our buddy uh, Chris Wolf dorked his, apparently? Oh, no, I didn't see that. I saw that he had a video, but I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, there was something, pictures going around. It was like face face down in some weeds that he apparently was doing something for the camera and stalled, spinned it in a pattern and uh, did some minor damage, apparently. I noticed he was upping his video game his camera rig game i think he had a you know a, a uas tracking him in a couple of flights so <laughs> it's funny i was just i was telling terry that i said hey did he get a new uh, slide cam or something because i noticed it too in a couple different segments of his video hmm. we'll have to ask him yeah he's, well, with the money he's saved on not buying the draco <laughs> he can <laughs> yeah. afford all the new video gear <laughs> yeah, yeah, folks look at my new red cam <laughs> Oh, red dot camera, yeah. Red cat, whatever is that? The, the it's, I think it's called red dot. Is it red dot? I know it was yeah. red something. The one that's like, if you have to ask how much, you can't afford it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, so we yeah, we talked about it in our last episode, I think. Yeah, we did, and uh, it was uh, we all thought it was pretty interesting. We thought it was uh, kind of a spicy meatball, but from what I heard, they're sold out already. So, yep. So hey, whatever the market can bear is the market. Yep, it seems to be bearing this one quite all right. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Good for them. Where did your stimulus check go? <laughs> <laughs> Honey, did our stimulus check come in yet? I don't know, dear. I don't think so. <laughs> Was it got lost in the mail? Oh, look what else showed up in the mail. <laughs> uh, I don't know if there's much to add to the story. You guys have anything you want to add to that? Other than it's out and and you can search the YouTubes. To... No, I just noticed that all the... Review videos dropped in one day, so I just assumed that Horizon had an embargo or something on that until the normal people could actually go to the hobby shop and buy one. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, <laughs> they were, they I don't were standing get... on the oxygen ho- uh, hose. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. just ready to go. <laughs> right. Yeah, I saw at least one hobby store has it already, so I imagine they wanted to get it all out at the same time so people are not. Bugging him. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? <laughs> yeah, you on know. a related story, I did that uh, FMS uh, Nanchang CJ6 review um, and whatever, a recent 
a issue of the magazine. And when it came out, there weren't any available. And I had several people email me asking where they could get it. And I'm like, oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, they're on one of those boats that, you know, stuck in the Suez Canal or something. <laughs> I heard so. they're pretty easy to get in Shenzhen. Yeah, probably. So, anyway, so I, I would assume Horizon was trying to avoid that sort of scenario. Mm, makes sense. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't have any inside information on that. Well, indeed it is. So, yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see uh, what people think, not just the reviewers, but the the normal folk. And Yeah. I, they'll be seeing them out and about. Yeah, feel free to drop us a line, too, if you have one, and give us your thoughts. We'd like to hear. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I got a note here. Did we get an email from SIG or something? What's up with that? <laughs> no, SIG, somebody, well, I don't know the origin, actually. Somebody from SIG posted uh, just kind of a, State of the Union, and so it sounded pretty positive. We should discuss it briefly. Yeah, and I can't quote it, so I, I don't know. But Lee, how much do you know? No, it. Uh, I mean, I had the. It, well, first off, if you go to Sig's Facebook page, I don't know if they have an at, um, but it's Sig MFG Co. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But there's a letter that was written. Uh, I hope I don't bastardize his last name. At Lagerhausen, Tom Lagerhausen. It says, mm, yeah, it, yeah. With, it says my name is Tom Lagerhausen. CEO of Suddenly feel like wanting a beer. Sig Manufacturing. <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's basically that they acquired Sig last spring, and that they're huh. trying to get the company back up and running. They replaced like one of the old uh, laser cutting machines, <laughs> like tripled the, the output wattage. He's <laughs> <laughs> got like a we're death gonna, ray on it. We're going to cut through eight <laughs> kits at a time. Um, but it basically, it was a positive note. It's one of those notes you like to see and that you know it says we're working on it. We're trying to get more kits put out and we know the balls is hard to find, but we're working with other contractors yeah. and we hope to have stuff available really soon. So keep your eyes open. And so, I thought that was really nice. It's again, one of those positive things we've been dying to read. Now, yeah. To backtrack a little bit, did you guys know SIG had been sold? I did not know that. Uh, yeah, I think it's gone through a couple sales in the last decade. Yeah, but like last year. Like six months ago, apparently. Oh, according well, to this note. Uh, interesting. I don't know the specifics, but it's good to know that they're in the hands of people who intend to keep it going. Yeah. So this is one of those messages that the the rumors of my death are greatly exaggerated. <laughs> yeah. it, it wasn't. Yeah. It, it wasn't like Sig was bought to make wind turbine blades. <laughs> so it looks like they're going to go back to building RC kits, which is what we want. In fact, oh, it's it's funny because uh, today, uh, actually not too long ago, I was uh, posting a U control plane that I flew with my dad, and I actually came across a Sig model that was my dad's favorite. I may have mentioned this on the show or to you guys, but my dad's favorite U control was a plane called the Twister. It was oh, a yeah. stunt stunt you control, and I, I, I know this sounds odd, but I just I can always imagine my dad with one hand in his pocket, one hand on the the you controls handle and a cigarette in his mouth and he's just sitting there doing loops and wing overs and all that stuff just having a grand old time you know hmm. having just that was his little happy place and i'm very sad i was the one who ended that plane's <laughs> flying career <laughs> and thankfully it wasn't my fault my dad was kind enough to put his hand on me and say it's okay son wasn't your fault you know uh, you know basically he wore it out and i had the one flight <laughs> the last i was the one who had the the hands on the last flight it ever was going to give out but uh, so, um, you know, again, SIG has a place in my heart just because of that. So good to, 
good to know they're still working on stuff. And who knows? Maybe yeah. I'll I'll go buy one of their twister kits if they put another one out there. Huh. Yeah, I got a, got a couple of history stories. I had uh, I built their Sig Hummer many many moons ago. Me too. Low wing it was my first low wing plane, as a matter of fact. Huh. And uh, I flew the heck out of that thing. Even hacked in some retracts into it at one point. Uh, all flown by an 049, by the way. Uh, but uh, actually, I have one of their the Junkers JU-188 kits oh. that I had actually pulled down two or three weeks ago to start working on. Uh, and that isn't until I got hammered with a bunch of review stuff, so it's still in the box. But I had actually pulled it down. I was going to start working on it for trying to get it for small steps maybe or something. Uh, oh, I thought it was a bigger bottle. No, no. It's meant for two Speed 400 class motors. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, well, so get her done. Yeah, so you, by all means, we're, we're all very happy that SIG is, is, is still keep it staying in the fight, and uh, definitely look forward to you know, what they can, what they, if they can. Uh, do they have any old kits that they don't no longer make that maybe they could put back on the market? Anything you can think of? What's the question? Well, uh, their current catalog is it is the same as it's always been, or there's some planes that are missing that they used to make? Other than because uh, Lee mentioned the control line. I thought maybe are there more RC models or stuff that's that was sort of been retired and maybe they can bring back in laser cut form. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's I don't up know. to them. But the, I did happen to go look through their catalog today. If you mm. go to sigmfg.com, yeah. the, there's a catalog listing and it's a nice color pamphlet of all the planes they had out. And in fact, the Twister was listed there. But you know, the Four Star Forty is one of my favorite planes. Uh, I oh, yeah, actually have. I have an ARF that needs to be finished. It was given to me as a gift, so I haven't. It's just stored away right now. But you know, I'd love to get that back in the air. So, so that's, that's an. You uh, mentioned the four star forty. Didn't they come out with some new sizes of that that were meant for glow or electric? Well, they have a sixty and a one twenty. But you're right. I think they also made an EP version. Yeah, I'd have to check. But yeah, I, mm. I think they've expanded that lineup. In the past yeah, few years, some pretty classic designs. Uh, yeah, the four star forty, the Cobras, uh, Cavalier, the Senior, Seniorettes, Senoritas, <laughs> the Senorita series. I guess. Oh you wow! Call them. I forgot. Well, yeah, I, that's funny that was a I, cadet. The, the cadet was the baseline, and then there was the cadet Mark II, the Senorita, and it is, it were the others. I don't know. My memory sucks because I was going to say I think the cadet was one of the first glow-powered planes my dad let me fly. Yeah. Ooh, the Cadet LT. Yeah. Well, the Cadets yeah. are really docile. They're really great trainers. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, of course, yay. the Cadet is a big mother. <laughs> but Yeah. So and it was interesting to note that the tail end of that message was basically an open invitation for people to come and tour the factory. Just Ooh. It said, yeah, notify us first, and so we're around on weekends. And ah, so they're in Montezuma, Indiana? Indiana Iowa. Like. Iowa, sorry, Indiana. It's N. So <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> India. That's where Kirk is born, Iowa. So um, that would be cool to see the facilities. If you're anybody's in Iowa. Yeah. Look you can go up. see the death ray in person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 500 watts. Yowzers. Uh, it looks like they have a series of ARVs. I wonder if they're, they're a bunch of them. Oh, that's right. I forgot about the uh, Rascal series. Oh, yeah. Okay. I always like the Rascal, the look of the Rascal. Really nice classic lines to that. Yeah, it's like a pointier cadet. Yeah. More stylish. Huh. 
<laughs> so now I feel like we're, we're going to turn this little topic. We were just talking about how they're doing well, and now we're going through all the kits. We're, we'll have to ask everybody to you know, go on our RC Roundtable Facebook page and comment, what's your favorite SIG kit? <laughs> and this is going to be a whole plethora of SIG aircraft that are going to be posted <laughs> on our page. My favorite one is the one I didn't crash. Now, I've got one here. I'm trying to find it on the shelf, but it's uh, a foamy. Do you remember... Uh, I guess maybe 15 or 20 years ago, they were getting in on the electric craze and they released a series of foam electrics. Don't remember that. I'm trying to find I'm it. i a blank. Oh, there it is. Uh, what was it? It's the Scout. Is that it? Oh, you know what? You're going to make me get up and grab it. Hold on a sec. We plan ahead, folks. Mm. <laughs> it was just one little SIG comment in this in this you know to do list. We've changed it radically. <laughs> Join us as we. This is a live show to us. SIG means a squirrel interest group. <laughs> oh, you still got a bunch of control line stuff up there. I'm back. There you go. So this is a, a foamy model of the Bristol Scout, not to be confused with the Thomas More Scout. This was a early World War One biplane, and this hmm. is yeah. Uh, it falls in line with the other electrics of the era, kind of a GWS type thing with uh, plank wings and uh, tail surfaces, and kind of a molded styrofoam body. I think it's a geared 180 motor. I honestly don't remember that yeah. for some reason. I got one uh, from one of my clubmates a year or two ago when he was getting rid of it. Hmm. No, I'll modernize it with uh, new electronics and see how it flies. Success. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so anyway, sorry for that little tangent. All right. Well, so another item on our list of topics was to mention that the Mini Olympic 2 is uh, heading out the door at uh, Skybench Aerotech. So Scott Black had uh, posted a photo on his Facebook page. Now, now I'm gonna I'm gonna say this to Scott because if he's listening, it's just our comment. But the photo has the like a hand reaching out and the picture of the airplane. But both Terry and I thought it was like here you go, and he's just like tossing the Olympic two to to the ground or something. <laughs> it, it needs to be going forward. <laughs> Why did you have to pull me into that? Because <laughs> you and I, I we've had a nice chuckle about it. I said it's the hand of God pulling that airplane upwards oh, into the skies. That's what you said. Oh, you said me. it no. must have been the drugs. It must have been the drugs. Well, <laughs> that was that was the delivery of the Oli two. So, yeah. but the well, mini Oli two is out there. So that's kind of well. Cool. The announcement I, was that he had the web page for it up is that correct yeah yeah that he okay. he was working on it so but the actual uh, kits aren't ready yet well there's a, a backlog or back order or whatever you call it back back yeah. back 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 order slip uh, for those <laughs> again balsa being tough to find so yeah. but it's a very unique kit and we had mentioned that might be something uh, worth uh, you know adding to your shopping list so i might do that i might go ahead and like like my favorite drink blanton's it's so difficult to find here in texas for some reason i was on a 10-month waiting list last time i got my bottle but if i can wait that long for alcohol i can wait that long <laughs> for a nice little glider kit so i think i'll do that i'll go sign one up well, for anybody who missed that episode, and I guess that was just our last episode, episode our 127. Episode. So the Mini Olympic 2 is a half-scale version of the classic Olympic sailplane. And it's set up to accept electric power as an option? Or yeah, it looked yeah. like, yeah. 
Okay. So I forget what percentage he said, but uh, Scott indicated that a lot of people build it from the outset with a power system in the nose. So, yeah. Keep your eyes peeled on that. One little go-back. I spoke around the SIG, and they have a section for alien aircraft. Uh, they caught me. And yeah. there's a little something called a blinker, which it looks yeah. like a flying wing with a pod kind of with wheels. It's like, it's almost like an early concept of a flying car or something. I thought that's kind of neat. I'm like, for some reason, I'm attracted to it. Yeah, those are neat looking airplanes. They're very simplistic, but they look cool. Yeah. They're kind of like uh, early video game renditions. Little <laughs> <laughs> yeah. polygon count airplanes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Finishes out the sort of industry news section of the show. What's next? Have we talked about the uh, NASA stuff? Or no, we, we didn't. Yeah. I don't know much about it. And I heard they had the second flight of Ingenuity here in the past day or two. I just heard that too this, this morning, that they had another flight. And uh, it's, um, I don't know if any technical details. It's got a four-foot wingspan, a rotor span on it, I saw. And someone, or so, I think I read that it has like a 2,400 RPM. Huh. It would have to be a lot. Yeah, yeah. What's the density difference? It's like one one hundredth or something. Uh, I saw somewhere it was basically equivalent of being at a hundred thousand feet of altitude here. Oh on my Earth. gosh! Yeah, that's pretty high up there. <laughs> yeah, way way up. The area is very thin on Mars, and of course, what one third the gravity? Uh, I don't know. Lee, come on, third. pitch in here, buddy. Yes. <laughs> Your numbers are correct. <laughs> so, Should I yeah, be I a magic eight ball and answer it like that? <laughs> so I guess they get the benefit of uh, less gravity, but the detriment of almost no air. Yeah. But uh, they figured it out. It works. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. They do a couple of hops and uh, get it there safely and fly around a little bit. It's a proof of concept, so the instrumentation apparently is very limited on it, but still it's, uh, it's neat that the... They flown it, and the Wright brothers have flown on another planet, quote, so to speak. Yeah, they had a little piece of the fabric covering from the Wright flyer on yeah. board. Well, an- another tidbit, if you saw the video up close, not only did it just take off and land, but it also did a turn. It did a flip? It looks like it did a, not a, <laughs> not a flip. It did a loop-de-loop. <laughs> did no, a loop. <laughs> did a, I think it did a 180 turn. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Yeah. So you could actually see the legs moving. So I'm sure they're going to keep doing stuff like that. I'm, I'm just guessing here, but the two flights we just saw, or, I mean, I got to see both on the NASA Gov page. Uh, you know, they're just doing the altitude, but I'm pretty sure they're going to do the long haul next, which will they'll go up, they'll go about, I don't know, 20, 30 feet, and then land. So, yeah, oh. I think it can only fly for like a minute and a half or something like that. It can book it. Did you see how fast it went up? No, I didn't see it. Yeah, it, it went up pretty quick. I have a feeling mm. they... They put the pedal to the metal. They get that thing <laughs> zoom right over persever- perseverance. <laughs> do a fl- do a little uh, photo bomb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it looks to be a very. I mean, I'm sure there's some uh, very complex stuff in there, but from standing back, it just it's a simple coaxial helicopter. Yeah. With you know the twin rotors in opposite directions and a shiny box underneath. Well, well, you would know. You made a clone of it, right? 
Oh, yeah. Um, I took one of my old uh, MCX coaxial micro helicopters and I just took off the plastic body and pulled out the tail, which the tail is pointless on that thing anyway. And I built a little uh, box to go around the electronics out of some two millimeter Depron. And then I was going to be done with it at that point. And then when I showed it to you guys, you insisted on the shiny. So I uh, found uh, like a potato chip bag that's got the chrome-like mylar on it. And I cut that up and stuck it to the outside. So now it's shiny too. And if you're interested, it did not seem to affect the radio reception. Oh, nice. So flies oh, are, flies okay? Yeah. Yeah, it flies the same as it did before. Hmm. Although it's just a little bit heavier than with the standard body. But whatever. You need to go out to a construction site and like lay on the ground and then just have it go up about <laughs> three three feet in the air and then have it land <laughs> and just do a side-by-side comparison of the, the real one. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's faked, I tell you. <laughs> you put a red filter on a camera. Yeah. Anyway, that was a have, fun have someone walking project. or a dog walking in the background. <laughs> like, <laughs> real NASA footage. <laughs> so there is an article in the Air and Space Smithsonian that talks about it. And Lee, I don't know what article you referenced, but you also pointed out the fact that one of the prime engineers in the design of the thing is an RC modeler, Matthew Keenan. Yeah, he's an AMA member. We actually posted that on the AMA page. Yeah, he works for Aerovironment, which is, remember the old Gossamer Condor, the, the, I guess, human-powered airplane from a long time ago? I think that is part of that company's legacy. Yeah, and, and I'm sure I can't say that I've met Matthew, but he was at the Neat Fair um, two years ago, and he was there doing some indoor stuff with some very cool stuff. Hmm. I probably talked about some of the stuff he flew at the time, but not in reference to him being Matthew Keenan, designer of the <laughs> yeah, nobody nobody realized that at the time, but he had, he brought ingenuity along with him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was flying it indoors. He just dressed it up to look like something else, right. <laughs> doing all his beta testing there. So, anyway, so, once again, I am just amazed at the small, closely knit world of the RC community. That's why we rock, yeah. <laughs> we are very incestuous. Everybody knows everybody. Hey, uh, I just popped over to the Ingenuity uh, Wikipedia real quick. Uh, so yeah, the rotor speed is twenty four hundred RPM. Uh, it can fly up to ninety seconds. Maximum range is about one hundred sixty feet. Um, maximum altitude is 16 feet. It says maximum speed. Uh, they have it as 33 feet per second, and I think that's roughly 20 miles an hour back in the napkin brain cal- calculations. That's a horizontal speed. Uh, uh, yeah, horizontal. Yes. Okay. So I really hope that after they do the baseline tests that they allow them to crank it up to 11 <laughs> just let's see how high we can really go let's you know i don't know they they have a couple dollars invested in this thing they yeah. probably want to <laughs> make it last a while yeah Lee, do you really want me to want to press, press the button and says let's see how high it can go crash oh uh, we gotta run away <laughs> i i do I do hope they fly it to a location, though, where they'll send Perseverance to go uh, take a look at it. You know, get a couple of last-minute shots before it says goodbye. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. what's the uh, the lifespan of this thing? Do they have it 
a certain amount of flights planned and then it's going to say bye-bye? Or I think it's like 30 days. That's it. The window is very tight because they need perseverance nearby. So it's, once they finish these tests, it's gone. It's going to well, be left here. Well, it's got a 3,000-foot radio range. Well, it's not going to do any more flights. I think they've they've really limited it. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I heard a couple things. A, it's, it really wasn't meant to do much other than just be a proof of concept. And B, a lot of the energy is keeping it warm enough to operate, much less charge the battery. So I guess mm. it doesn't have a whole lot of, uh, uh, what do you call it, leeway, uh, extra capacity on the charging and that kind of stuff. It's pretty... Well, tiring. wasn't it Spirit and Opportunity? Weren't they only supposed to last a couple of months? And yeah, like three months know? or something like that. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, so, I think yeah, they're both... They're, I wouldn't be surprised both. if it's still working, you know, months from now. But uh, don't expect it to do miracle things. Yeah. That's NASA's motto. Lower your expectations. <laughs> Lower your expectations so we can beat them. <laughs> Wait, it didn't sound right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean I, it that way. <laughs> so what's the rotor speed again? 2,400 RPMs. 2,400. Okay. Now yeah. take your most aggressive high-performance 3D helicopter on the market today. What kind of head speed is that thing running? Uh, about the same, actually. Okay. But much smaller rotor speed, the rotor diameter. What the rotor diameter here? You said was that four feet? Uh, I believe it was. Four I thought feet. it. Was, I was thinking it was smaller yeah. than that. Like no, I feet. thought I saw it, oh, it's over two meters. Over okay. a meter. Oh, God, hit the wrong button. God dang it! I was hoping to have. Let's see. Um, rotor blades one point four one point two meters. So it's four feet. Yep. Right. Oh, feet. okay. And yep. those are fixed pitch carbon fiber. Yeah. Ultra snazzy. Yeah, the whole thing weighs four pounds. Yeah. Looks like I'm trying to read all the there's all kinds of weird dimensions and stuff. So Well so, that's yeah. four four Earth pounds. It's four like Earth one point two Mars pounds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um but. so but from what I read yeah. briefly in that uh Air and Space article, it sounds like they used a lot of off the shelf technology to make that thing work. It was just this particular combination of things that you know, they could put together in a bite-sized package that just mm. might work on Mars. It sounds like it did. And it did. Fantastic. Yeah. So hopefully they'll do it. Ultimately, I think the whole concept was to be able to have flying devices that can cover a lot of territory really quickly. Um, you know, rovers move very slowly and methodically, but versus a flying device where you can really scoot across a large area pretty quickly and get all kinds of neat scientific data and topography yeah. and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Well, mm. I know <laughs> there are so many things we could talk about, but I remember years ago when they talked about sending a flying vehicle to Mars where it would actually separate in the atmosphere, you know, yeah. do a wing separation and then just start gliding down. I didn't know if it was a one-time mission where we just glide down and take pictures and they try to keep it up as long as possible or if in fact it was going to be powered but i wouldn't you just like uh, to see that if they could find a way to yeah you know, if what i remember they were talking about a fixed wing aircraft i think it was a one shot only but it would fly pretty far like a and fast wing. i think it had to fly like almost a thousand miles an hour or something like that <laughs> <laughs> so all the pictures are blurry i don't get it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so maybe they will revisit that. I, I don't know, but uh, or maybe a combination. Yeah. So, anyways, 
Uh, kudos to NASA, uh, to JPL in particular for doing this. It's fantastic work. To everyone over there yeah. who had a hand on this mission. Yeah, you should know, as you know, especially Terry and I know, this is very much a team effort, what they do over there. Lots of stuff that has to all fall into place and work just right for this to work. So, yep. Kudos to everybody. So, so, do we dare talk about the, uh, the fake news involved with this? <laughs> well, we, we should so Fitz and I can berate you for our, our minor comment. But no, can, you should take you should take credit for this. So other people who might be listening who haven't seen it on Facebook will go, "Oh, that's who did it." Well, okay, I'll I'll try to yeah, describe it. Terry's Some of you may have seen uh, out in the social media webs a headline that states something like the FAA is going to find NASA because ingenuity does not meet their beyond visual line of sight rules and it kind of looks like an actual news headline but it's obviously fake and there's a written story that goes with it and if you read that you would know immediately that it's fake news but that was something that i put together with a little bit of help from somebody else and uh actually did that like two weeks ago before it ever flew because i was thinking it would just be a funny thing to put out there but after i made it i i just sat on it for a while um, but I released it the same day that uh, Ingenuity flew the first time, and it just blew up. Like, it took off. <laughs> I, I don't know how or why, but... Um, and I think a lot of people didn't realize that it was fake, and so we got a lot of comments about <laughs> about the FAA's overreach. And I even put in it, like, the hashtags, fake well, news. L- let me back up a little bit, because you haven't yeah. said this. If, if you've seen the title of an article that says, Aviation Daily, FAA may find NASA over drone stunt, with yeah. a photo of Ingenuity with a big violation stamp photo on top of it, that was by yours truly, Terry Dunn. And I have to say, when he first sent me the idea shortly after we knew it was going to fly, we were both laughing. I mean, both meaning me and Fitz, because <laughs> it was great. <laughs> and I think I think uh, Fitz probably got a, a bigger kick out of the the NASA joke about their glasses and you know cleaning up the coffee spots on their super thick glasses. That was awesome. Yeah. But look, so, you have you have thirty four thousand views on that and one hundred and twenty eight shares. Yeah, and I've seen a few instances where it wasn't shared. It was somebody copied the image and then reposted it somewhere else. So I don't know how far the actual reach is, but. So now you can bring up the part that you were upset with me about. <laughs> Nowhere on that wonderful post does it have your name or RC Roundtable. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, and that, the funny thing was my boss, I sent a copy of it when, with your first version to my boss. And, and he laughed, he chuckled. But then, like just two days ago, he sent me a copy of someone who sent it to him outside of Facebook. Which that that was like full circle. That was like triumph for Terry. But again, this guy didn't know where it came from. He got it from somebody else. So, you know, it's probably done. What do you think, Fitz? Maybe 80,000 rounds, 80,000 views, maybe uh, more. I'm sure. Yeah. What? You're just making that up. You have no idea. <laughs> 500,000 views. What it's do you think, internet. Fitz? Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Is it, I thought I saw it on CNN. I'll <laughs> yeah. be surprised CNN reports on his news. Yeah. We'll see well, when the check shows up. So, well, maybe it's a double-edged sword. Maybe it's good that you don't have an RC round table on it, so it can't be. Right. You can have plausible deniability. Yeah. Until now. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it was all meant to be in good fun. 
just poking a little fun at the FAA. It was. But I think, like you said, there were some people who thought it was real, which made it even funnier. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say it was an outstanding piece of satirical uh, prose. And that's the best type of satire is one that you almost can't tell that it's not real, right? Well, I don't know. Anybody who took the time to read any part of the, the paragraphs would have known instantly. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> obvious, but, of course, you're dealing with the Internet, so we're... Sometimes people with reading comprehension issues are the loudest. Yeah. So anyway, that was my bit of fun for the week. Uh, Well, good work, Smithers. Mm, Thanks. Great job, Smithers. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Great minds think alike. Uh, All right. But did you do your fingers when you said it? No. Yeah. You did? Yeah. You have to. I, I can't say that and not tap my fingers together. I, I can't. <laughs> you can do it in one in the air? <laughs> exactly. I'll just pick my nose. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah, we need to get you one of those one-stick transmitters so you can go flying again. <laughs> God. I guess I'd have to have mode one. <laughs> mode one. Wrist transmitter. See if I can get everything, everything with one hand. So the story is that Lee had some reconstructive surgery. Is that what you would call it? I'm, I'm surprised Fitz didn't introduce me today as Gimpy. <laughs> Gimpy hey, Ray. I mean, I mean that Lee, cool. Yeah. yeah, Mr. Ray here is is recuperating. Uh, it's an on again, off again. I'm sure some of those who are listening have been through this, but I had I say I say major, but I would I wasn't going to say major at first until the pain has really hit, and so I am going to say major shoulder surgery. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But, What's uh, major yeah. today? It, well, there's supposed to be three little holes, and now I have this big scar on the on my shoulder to go with another scar on my back because I've had some damage to my shoulder. But um, I had reconstructive surgery, and I'm in that two-week holding cell right now to you know let it heal before I go to post-op. And uh, then I have to go through several months of PT. So, um, yeah. And this is your hurts. primary arm. This is my primary arm, and yeah. currently I'm talking with you guys, and I've moved my mouse to the other side, and I always encourage those of you at home who want to play this game, <laughs> currently take, <laughs> take your mouse and, or your other hand and switch it over to the rest of the day and, and feel sympathy for your buddy Lee. But it is, <laughs> it is challenging. Um, you poke yourself in the eye with a fork yet? I haven't, <laughs> I haven't done that yet. And, you know, I, we went to lunch yesterday uh, to go see my mom. I hadn't seen her since the surgery. So we went to a little restaurant, and dang it, if those <laughs> staff members were ever so close to bumping my shoulder, even though I kept moving out of the way and mm. like moving my chair way off to the side, they just found a way to get super close. And at one point, my wife just like pointed at this guy and said, stay away from his shoulder. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had I had my bouncer next to me. <laughs> but it does, it hurts. It's a hurdy, it's a hurdy thing. And, you know, I, I've heard from other people. And, and in fact... I got to, I'll just admit it, I, I got a little carried away yesterday. I wasn't, wasn't feeling too bad, and I was carefully moving my arm out of my sling to lay it on the table so I could just type keys. And then, uh, I don't know, 5 o'clock yesterday, came back with a vengeance, and it, <laughs> pull out the frozen vegetables. <laughs> Throw <laughs> them on my pot. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was not a good day. So I, I, I need to slow down. I, you know, I'd like to get out of this darn thing, but. 
I guess it's like COVID. You know, some people who get it COVID, they get, they're stuck for weeks at home. You know, they just can't shake it. So, in yeah, fact, I right. just found out my neighbor, a good friend of mine who lives behind me, he's had COVID for the past week and a half. And he told me it was the worst. He says it's like flu times 10. Uh, so, I feel feel terrible for him. Uh, yeah, anyway. there's some people who have the COVID symptoms for a long time. And then there's other people who have, like, long-lasting different effects. My wife was telling me about somebody who lost hearing in one ear because of uh, wow, funky. yeah, complications from having COVID. Mm. Yeah, and I, I, think it's I, had a, I had a friend who was in ICU for about a month, and the first few times I saw him afterwards, he was in a daze. And after several times of seeing him later, he's you know he's up and about and without oxygen finally. But he was yeah he he just said it's. You know, he just can't think. He just he just has to sit there and just think about breathing. So huh. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm uncomfortable, but it's kind of one of those problem or inconvenience. Mine was selective. I, you know, I say it was selective, but you know what? I really screwed up my shoulder, so it's like I had no choice. You know, there was only so many shots you could get until they said, you know, the damage is there. You got to get it fixed. So yeah. I will tell you, it's difficult. I cannot lift anything. I uh, can't go into my workshop. Uh, there's nothing I can build because it's my you know, my knife cutting hand, you can't do anything. You can't lift, you know, you have to, it's crazy, but I'll get there. Hopefully in the next podcast and you'll hear some improvement. <laughs> All right. Well, hang in there, buddy. Thank you. And, and so we'll have people sharing their SIG stories and we'll have mm. people sharing their shoulder stories. <laughs> Please happy, happy to read them. <laughs> well, I had a pretty busy couple of weeks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I thought all me. of your weeks were busy. Fitz, yeah, well, yeah. He called, well, I think maybe I called you, Fitz, but you said there were some goodies you had your hands on. And we could talk about the the estate sale you, you went out for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. That too. But then you said you went out somewhere else and got stuff, but you wouldn't tell me what you got. So uh, how about you start with the little Fitz estate sale thing? Fitz likes his secrets. He does. But I'm, I'm looking forward to this. So go, Fitz. Well, I have you to thank for it for the estate sale, Lee, because I had no idea what was going on, despite it was like literally in the same town I live in, practically. <laughs> uh, thank you for that, by the way. Yeah, yeah thank you, because they had something I've been actually been kind of looking for for quite some time, um, and I'd missed one at another estate sale. And um, so, but fortunately, I was able to win the sale, although it was a little, I could have had it really, really cheap, but they extended the, the auction a little longer, I guess, from the end to, the original end date, so I ended up paying a little more, but still got a really good deal on it. So it was an um, online auction format? Yes. So okay, well, let, I, me, let me back up a little bit because yeah. uh, I want to add to the, there's, Ryan's always asking me to find him a B25 kit. So I go to a an estate, an online estate sale place called High Bid, and I've shared a couple of auctions that I've seen before on our RC groups. And I'll follow up with another sale that I won a while back. But I just happened to find this B25 plastic model kit, and I went to the estate listing, and in there were a lot of models. But the pickup had to be in Pearland, Texas, which is quite a ways for me, and I knew that Fitz was nearby. So I just sent a quick text to Fitz saying, hey, there's a, an estate sale. If you're thinking of getting something, could you let me know, and I'll add a couple of items, and if you would, pick them all up. So at that point, I don't know how many items there were, maybe 400 and. I, I bought five, but anyway, so go from there. You you bid on something. Yeah, so I bid on, they had a Ravel 172nd scale uh, U.S. Gato class submarine, plastic model. 
And uh, these 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 plastic models, it's big. This is probably one of the biggest kits Ravel makes. Uh, the the U.S. fleet subs in World War II were really big. You think the German U-boats were something to behold? These things were like fifty percent bigger than the German U-boats because uh, they meant to, they were meant to stay out uh, on patrol for a real long time. And so, all the way out to Japan. Yeah, and be back. able to be able to travel all the way out to Japan and back. They had a little more creature comforts, a larger load of torpedoes, and, and so on and so forth. And I had seen one built, and it was a it's a big model because I have the German Type Seven sub. And it's a nice size, but when you see the U.S. one, it's like, wow. Uh, and these are real popular for RC conversions. Hmm. Um, most Probably most <laughs> bought are bought because people want to convert them to radio-controlled models. Um, and so, and, but they're normally pretty expensive, you know, usually over 100 bucks for a kit. Uh, and they kind of go in and out of production, so sometimes they're even hard to get unless you want to, you know, go to ebay and pay inflated prices and stuff so when i when lee told me about that i kind of poked around i did see a couple of plastic models that i was mildly interested but when i saw the sub i was like oh oh, oh yeah new uh, in box i presume new in box yep yeah, never okay. touched uh so and it was next to me and then no don't have to worry about shipping or anything like that because it's a big box and i said yeah count me in uh so and i bid on it and uh, i had i actually won the first bid but then i reset it kind of and so it went a little longer and I ended up having to sort of compete with somebody a little bit but I ultimately went out and so now I have sitting in my collection is the Ravel 172nd uh, Gato class sub alright and you're planning to RC it? oh yeah it'll be definitely be RC cool so give me a, an idea of how big this thing is um it's big it's four feet long maybe three oh my gosh three something it's big if give me a second man i'll pull up the actual size it's got it's gotta be over three feet um length 52 inches that's a big boot yeah yeah <laughs> that's big and booting so yeah it's, it's a big mother uh so it's impressive so we're happy to get that so, so now we've got a u.s fleet sub and I got my B-25, although I paid a lot more than I was expecting to. <laughs> Somebody really wanted it. Well, I think that particular version is probably kind of hard to find. You've got an H model, if I remember correctly. Well, it's not, it's not worth what I paid now because, oh. I, I mean, Ryan started working on it. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm but never what, getting my money back. Well, the funny thing is, 70 second, right, I think? Yeah, seventy second. So, so Lee, the reason why I asked I asked Lee to give a, get a copy if he could scan the decals, even though they turned out to be not much of a decal set for it, um, is because I was thinking about making that same type of version of the big wing manufacturing B twenty five I have. Um, I had a, a, I think it was one of our listeners sent us a note said, "Hey, if you're making a B twenty five, you should consider the H model, which is not as well known, but it's got a big ass gun in the nose." And I started looking around. I was like, yeah, that is kind of neat, and that's kind of unusual. And that's what your son got. The plastic model was of the H model that has, a, I think it's a 75-millimeter gun or something like that embedded in the yeah. nose. Mm-hmm. It's a tank buster, although I think they use it mostly in the Pacific. But it was yeah, for ships. Yeah, you don't get in front of it because it's gonna whatever's in front of it is going to disappear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and I was looking just for livery, different types of livery. That one is kind of plain. It's basically all silver with a, mm. not much of a nose art, just a name. I yeah, think, just a name. Yeah. I, I thought I had different nose art, that's why. But you never know. But I think there are more colorful or more 
or more more liveried up versions of it uh, and some of my research I was doing but I was just keeping my options open hmm. so if I'm not mistaken the New England Air Museum in Connecticut has that same model that really? has a 75 millimeter cannon and then a whole buttload of 50 caliber machine guns too check I've been there a few times and I don't remember that yeah, I'll have to check my photos from when I was there, which was, gosh, probably almost 10 years ago. Mm. But, yeah, I want to say that's the version they have. Have you heard? Apparently they've really um, refurbished and, what do you call it, um, uh, uh, improved the look of the museum? Oh, no, it looked pretty good when I went there. I and that was one of those rare days when I went and I was, like, the only person in the museum, maybe one other well. person there. And I might have talked about this before, but um, there was a person who was volunteering there, and I guess they were bored, saw me walking around, like, hey, do you want to go back here? Hey, you want to climb in this cockpit? Hey, you mm. want to see this and this? And so I had my own personal tour from that place. Yeah, they do that sometimes. They did that. I think I had something similar happen to me even longer. At the time, they were building a one-to-one scale replica of the GBR1, I think. Oh, okay. And That's me, around. Yeah, they've, they've, they've since completed it, but at the time, it was just... In, the, in its skeleton form. Mm-hmm. So they let me gawk and take some pictures of it in their hangar. And I remember them telling me that they were using the original uh, plans and drawings mm-hmm. from the GB family, the, the huh. Granby brothers. The Granby but they had the stipulation yeah. that they could never fly it. Yeah, that's not prudent. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's not, there's not a line of people lined up to that. Let's fly the most, yeah. one of the most dangerous, you know, uh, trophy racers ever. <laughs> well, but you anyways. know, that one guy did build the full-scale replica and flew it for a while. Yeah. Delmar I, Benjamin, was that his name? I, yeah, if I remember correctly, he tweaked it a little bit to make it better handling. I don't remember, but he, he did end up dying in it. Tweaks. Yeah. What's that? He crashed it and died. Oh, did he? Oh, okay. Yeah, in a cross-country. Uh, Nobody knows how or why. Oh, man. I believe. But, but anyway, uh, but that museum has a big shiny B-29 there, too. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so I thought I read recently they did some more um, uh, remodeling, but maybe I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure I thought they were working on some of the aircraft that had been sitting out. I know they did, they really improved the look of the Bernoulli plane that was mm, the right. flying the tailless, no, it's not tailless, it's sort of a flying wing thing, lifting body, that's it. Uh, only oh, one in the world, I know what you're too. talking about, yeah, okay. That. Yeah, it's like the only one in the world, I think, it's a unique. yeah. And so that area of the country, Connecticut, has Pratt and Whitney and Sikorsky and Hamilton Standard Co- Command right? heli- so, Command Helicopter. Yeah, so I think it's rich in aviation history. So there's just a lot yeah. of neat stuff at that museum. Agreed. Yeah, but speaking of plastic submarines, sorry for the detour. Hmm. What else did you get? <laughs> huh? From. <laughs> from the uh, state sale. Well, oh, that was it. I only got that, that was one it. Thing. He got there, but I don't know if you noticed. Did you know that there's a second half to that estate sale? Fits. Yes, there is. She told me <laughs> about it, it. Yeah, it's there's a lot of plastic cars, plastic uh, little kit cars, but I didn't see anything worth. Yeah, uh, there, there was, was no a, RC stuff. No, no RC stuff that I could see. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, there was some plastic model. I think a couple of the plastic kits were actually a fairly high value. Some rare stuff. Uh, I noticed the bids were pretty high on some of the plastic kits, cars and stuff, so I imagine. Yeah. That's a whole other cup of tea. I don't really venture into that. Let's have a specific reason, but some of those kits can get pretty expensive yeah. uh, if they're rare or something like that. 
So, but you just, it was an online auction only. So you just walk up to the house, you walk to the front door, tell them who you are, and, and secret knock. Seat, and they just, they go in the back, rummage through some stuff, and here you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so quick and easy. So when any of us croaks, it's going to be lot one of 622. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Suddenly the market's going to be flooded with electric powered models and old Kyo shows, yeah, Cessna maybe, Cardinals. Maybe they'd be worth a lot and your family be. <laughs> driving yeah. away in Porsches. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't think so. I think my uh, taste in airplanes is a little bit too exotic to, <laughs> to entice the masses. Well, well, I have I wasn't done buying yet, so I actually went through two different swap meets. By the way, okay. Uh, the first one was the Alvin. Uh, it was a combination fun fly and swap meet. Um, I guess it was a. I don't know if it was a. No, it was just a general fly-in. I think a big bird fly-in, but nothing um, more specific than that. Was it even big bird? I don't remember. Well, anyways, so our Alvin Club is sort of my surrogate home club for now until ours opens back up again. And they had a nice, uh, really nice, term, weather turned up real nice, had a really good showing. I brought out my shot cub to fly around a little bit. Not to uh, sell. But not to, to sell, just to fly. People always like to see it fly because they can... It, a little bit of a breeze that day, so I can really slow it down and stop in the wind and, and have some fun with it. You know, people always love to get a, get a kick out of watching it fly really slow and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, so we had Did some, the muffler uh, stay on? What's that? Did the muffler stay on? Muffler stayed on. That's with the Marine Solner, not really the shot cub. Oh, I thought both of them had an issue. Mm, no, not really. Maybe very huh. early on with the shot cub, but that was like once. It's It's fine. Gotcha. Okay. Um, uh, surprisingly, Liable brought out his B-25, 24, B-24. Ah, uh, okay. And if you've ever been at Elvin Club, there's not a whole lot of space, So, but he was, he was able to get it in and out uh, okay. Uh, it was neat. grass runway? It's it's paved, but there's not uh. a, it's it's pretty tight for that kind of model. Uh, just the way the club is, it's a nice club, it's a pretty good feel, but it's, for certain models, it's a little bit tight. Uh, yeah, this is a 100-inch plus P twenty four. Yeah, I think one hundred forty inch. Is it that yeah. big? Wow. Yeah, it's pretty big and it flies fairly fast. And landing um, the way you, you you have to sort of shoot a bit of a slot for landing at that field. Mm. And, it's, and the runaway is nice, but it's not very long. Fortunately, he has brakes, so he was able to touch down and slam on the brakes. Yeah. If he didn't have brakes, he he would not have been able to stay on the runway. Uh, he's got a lot of time on that model now. I would I, think I, he's fairly comfortable with it. Think, yeah, he's got over 80 flights, maybe you know, close to 100. I mean, he's okay. got a lot of flights on. Oh, speaking of that, remember I talked to you about the 3D print bombs I was making? Oh, yeah. So he had a he asked for some of them, so I was I printed up a bunch for him, and that was the first time he he was able to to uh, use those 3D print bombs I did, and they all worked great. Oh, good. They stayed in one piece. He did add... Uh, a little bit of nose weight. He wanted to get the CG from a four forward yeah. because he's an aerospace engineer and he just had to tweak it. So, <laughs> but he was happy. So they all they all came down and they all bounced around and didn't destroy themselves. So, so it worked. It was a success. Good. So he was happy about that. So, anyways, it was a swap meet. So as swap meets, I've always had kind of had my eye open a little bit. Not really looking for anything major or anything, but you never know what you what comes up. And I end up walking home with three things. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the first was a guy had oh, four things. No, three things. Sorry. Uh, I'm getting my swap meets messed up. So My planes uh, only count as one. 
So a, a guy had a, a table of some engines, and uh, I'm not really looking to get a bunch of engines, but I've always got to look out for something interesting. And he had this little four-stroke that I almost never heard of. And I think it was like a 20, 25-size four-stroke engine made by HP. And huh. you look at it, it was just really weird looking. I think they had an intake on the rear. I think it was a some sort of rotary valve four-stroke engine. Um, looked like it had very little time on it. And you know, I asked him how much it was, and he gave me a price. I was like, "Yeah, for that price, I want to grab it just for just for giggles." Uh, so I have to show you a picture of it. It's so I, I, I plan on running it and maybe stick it in a plane or something. But I just thought it was just a really interesting looking, very unusual looking engine. Hmm. Okay, it's not a sleeve valve, is it? Does it have push rods? I don't think it has push rods. Oh, it could yeah. be a sleeve valve. Maybe it's a sleeve valve. Something like but that. But you said so maybe it's made by HP. HP, yeah. Not, not Hewlett Packard, not, but... Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of what company that is. Uh, is or it where it they're from. Maybe? HP. Maybe. I think it's HP. It's HP or HB. Uh, Lee, does this mean anything to you? Nothing. Yeah, okay. People are mm. yelling at us right now. Or yeah. they're yelling at you, Fitz. <laughs> You don't know what you bought? Uh, <laughs> oh, maybe it's an HB, not HP. Oh, it's K and B. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it was just very unusual, and uh, I thought it was pretty neat. So came up with that. Um, there was a guy there that had an airplane. I kind of been eyeballing. I thought it's kind of a neat, interesting-looking thing, but wasn't really that serious about it. Um, it's the the Seagull models Yak Eleven. A racer, Reno racer version. How big is that? It's big. It's like 80 inch or, or okay. close to it. It sounds familiar. What's the paint scheme? Uh, What is it? Green and silver? Oh, like uh, Checkmate? No, yeah, that's that's not a yak, is it? Uh, I'm talking about a fanny. So keep talking. Well, anyways, uh, what, what kind of caught my attention was it was set up for electric. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. He said, uh, I talked to the guy. And he said he had set it up for a 12-cell setup, and it flew really well, but he had dinged it on landing or something. So part of one of the landing gear had kind of ripped off, and there was a tear in the covering uh, underneath one of the wings, and the cowl had got slightly banged up a little bit. Uh, so he just basically wanted to sell it for the price of the servos. Uh, so I was like, hmm. Is that with the power system too? No, it was there was nothing in it other than the servos and retracts. Okay. So it was wasn't like quite ready to go, but it had already been set up for electric. And I think, well, mm. that's kind of interesting. And I kinda gave it a thought and kinda went away. And then it kinda came back and you know, and he started talking to me and uh he was uh he said he was a fan of the my YouTube channel and so I got talking with him and I was like so I said, Well, you want this? How about he kind of? He was like, "I really don't want to go home with this thing." <laughs> <laughs> That's the word you were looking to hear. So, so we we he ended up uh, making me an offer that I could only semi refuse, and I said, "Okay, well, all right, right for that price, you know, the servos are at least worth that." Uh, so what the heck? Um, uh, why not? It'd be kind of a fun project. I always I like to look at a plane. I'd seen some before, and I thought, well, this is kind of a neat-looking plane. Uh, and it's already was set up for electric, and I've 
and I've got some batteries and I got a motor I think I can stick in it. So I said, okay, what the heck? I'll, I'll take it and tinker with it. So now I, it's, it's 70 inch, not 80 inch, but yeah. So now I have a Yak 11 Reno racer. Yeah. But I would think a 70 inch span Yak has a big fat fuselage. It does. The fuselage is pretty big. That's why I thought 80 inch at first, but uh, it's actually 71, but it's got a pretty meaty fuselage, radial cowl. Yeah. Pointy wings, right? Yeah. It's got a little pointy wings. It's probably a have a nasty tip stall, but we'll see. Yeah. It has flaps, electric retracts. It's pretty neat, though, so it'd be a cool model. cool. Yeah. It's a cool model I don't have to spend much money on. Yeah, I've got a motor already, and I think I'll do like he did, run off of 12 cells. I think I got a couple of, eight or 12, I can't remember, but. So it'll be real low investment for me to get it up in the air. Uh, And one other thing. (laughs) The third thing was totally unexpected. There was a guy way in the back, on the end, he was selling some kits and some old stuff. And uh, so I was kind of walking by. In fact, it was just a couple doors down, so to speak, from the Yak guy. And so this old guy, he was, he was real nice. He says, hey, you want a model? And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> hey, kid. Hey, kid. <laughs> he was just blowing out a bunch of kits and says, here, here, just take it. I was like, yeah, how much you want for it? He goes, no, no, just take it. Huh. And that was the um, Shoreflight Cessna that I showed you a picture of. Oh, really? Yes. German old styrofoam. Old styrofoam, all foamy. I have a short flight P39 in the box I've had for some time. One of these things I was going to get around to. Yeah. So it was a nice little Cessna. I mean, it's it's old, but it's new in the yeah. box. Yeah. Um, and he was extremely generous. He said, hey, just take it as long as you, you know, build it. And well, there you go. That is your mission. That's my mission. In fact, you I have a paint scheme already. Because oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a Cessna 182. Okay. I think it was 182, 172. We can't really tell the difference other than three-blade, two-blade prop. <laughs> um, so I actually have another 182, but I had two different paint schemes in mind. So now I have two two of them. Now I can... Because uh, I always wanted to do a one... Well, 172, I guess, technically, in, in the riddle scheme. Uh-huh. The old one, not the new one. I don't like the new one with the curvy lines, but the older ones yeah, with yeah. the stripes was really neat looking. So. Yeah. Uh, so that's the three things from that. I don't want really, to draw it on too long. So we had, um, I seen a chat. Lee just popped. Is it Lee or you? That was Lee. Yeah, that's it. It's the HP. That was right. HP. Hewlett Packard. Does it have gold parts like that? Uh, yeah. Huh. It's Rotary a funky valve. looking thing. That's well, it. Where's that made? I, I don't know if the muffler's gold. My muffler may not be gold, but I think it has a gold, uh, uh, it's fool's plate. gold. Yeah, I think the color of the muffler is slightly different. But yeah, if you look at it, it's really unusual. Uh, it's got just a really thin muffler. Is the carburetor at the combustion chamber? It's got a weird location for the carburetor. It may be something to do with how the intake works. Huh. So XJet has a video flying a plane with this engine and he says it's the quietest four cycle you'll ever see and one of the comments that i read says it's it's too heavy for its power it's it's they say they run nice but it's just on the heavy side well i'm not gonna put in a 3d plane as long as it runs well i'll stick it in something just sport plane well interesting this ebay link that lee sent was a lot of three and looks like they sold all three for almost 300 bucks each I paid a lot less for mine. I paid anywhere near that. And so they're new in box, but yeah, uh, this one looked like it had very little time on it. I mean, it looks just like the picture as far as huh. the case. 
So if you it's did run, it's got a preview drawing there too. Oh yeah, that's neat. Yeah. So and it's a twenty size. I like little tiny four strokes like that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really just got it for the novelty, but I, I, I plan on sticking on a bench and running. The carburetor is in a really kind of a funky spot, but oh well. Yeah. Uh, Does it indicate where it's made? Oh, I, f- I know I looked it up and I completely forgot. Um, bugger. Uh, England, maybe? Is it in English? It seems crazy. Somewhere on planet Earth? <laughs> so I have Whitworth threads. The glow plug. Yeah, it is rotary. It says unique rotary valve four cycle design. Hmm. All right. I'm interested to hear more about that when you get it running. Yeah. Okay, part two. Do you have a model line? Hold on. Do you have a model in line for that engine? Maybe. Not yet. I was kind of. I was trying to make a short list of models that I could use some of my glow engines on, mm. and um, I was going to look. Let's see. Um, so a four-stroke twenty, you'd be looking for something that would normally take like a fifteen two-stroke, maybe. Yeah, roughly ten to fifteen size. Um, Made in yeah. USA. Oh, is it? Okay. There's a stamp on, I can see in this picture. Well, there you go, buddy. All right, America. Uh, you can see the glow plug goes on the side of the cylinder. This thing's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yankee engineering. Um, so uh, I do have a couple of potential candidates of either stuff that's already built or some kits I have around that size. Because yeah. I like small planes, so I have some... Um, some planes that potentially use this engine. So, yeah. I wasn't this deserves, bought in the vacuum. It deserves some sort of old-timer looking thing. Yeah. Big wings. I've got a something called a bullpup this might work on. Hmm. It's, it's got this really weird bathtub fuselage. It's meant for... Oops, sorry. It's meant for roughly 10-size engine. I don't think this would hmm. be a big deal to stick this on the nose of it. Um, and there's might. a pressure nipple on the crankcase. What is this thing? <laughs> what kind of black magic is this thing, huh? Yeah. Uh, weird. <laughs> I told you, the more I looked at it, because I first saw it, I said, well, that's not a usual-looking engine. And I kept looking at it. I was like, you know, this thing is just an oddball. Yeah, it's like got a spine it, molded into it. It's the it. tucker of RC engines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was run out of business by the big model makers. <laughs> Enya, KMB, OS. Uh, just Fox. too innovative. Fox. Or too, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> run out by Fox. That's terrible. <laughs> All right. You have a duty to get this thing running. I do. I Especially since they say it's really quiet. I'm really curious. Yeah, at, least, at least get it on a bench and run it for us. Yeah, it I got a bench be because of the muffler. Because that muffler looks <laughs> like an afterthought. Yeah, it's, it's magical. It's a magical muffler. The baffles are strategically placed in there. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> that's a fitting I can get at Home Depot. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Two T handle. I don't think it's a muffler. It's just well, an ex- exhaust diverter. You know, you yeah. say that, but I'm just going to point this out there. You know, I have a, a rifle that has a very, very hard to find magazine. It's an Italy made rifle, but I've gone to a gun show many years ago and seen the darn magazine sell more for the rifle. Because <clears throat> they're trying to get their hands on it. This could be one of the, if you have the muffler, it could be like the golden nugget 
of right. having this engine. You may have like, oh my god, you can't fly that that engine without that muffler. You still have the muffler? <laughs> I'll give you five hundred bucks for it. <laughs> <laughs> See, now I'm intrigued. So HP VT twenty one. So your so, grid revalve. So I found um, the people at Mokoa have it. Oh, okay. I'll send a link here. Uh, and they have a, a page for it with some interesting details on it. Uh, it's sort of, you have to it says click for prices and availability. So I don't know how available it is. Uh, but it says it'll swing from an 8 to a 10-inch prop, which is, seems like a pretty wide range. Yeah, 8 seems pretty small for a 20. Yeah, I think that's too small. But a 9 or 10 would, sounds like a good... Um, choice for it and they're talking about how it's quiet and smooth uh, ABC huh. piston interesting overhead rotary valve technology uh, ball bearings the premier American made engine with the Austrian heritage oh, so okay. yeah I feel like a numbskull for not knowing about HP but apparently they're a big deal I or were yeah I wonder it's still being made look at this it's 45-minute flights on six ounces of fuel. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're going to have to dig a little deeper on this one day. This yeah. interesting. Yeah. Anybody, uh, any of our listeners, know any also details or f- first-hand experience with these engines? Please let us know. Because uh, I have not run it yet. I'm not sure when I'll get to it, but I do plan on getting to it. Um, that might be perfect for one of the airplanes I have. All what right. are the listings on rc groups calls it the hittenberger hp 21 vt and this guy sold it for 110 dollars, and it looks used uh, oh. the gold cup oh this one has the box it says gold cup high power model engine it's <laughs> about high power but uh yeah i think mine did not come with the box it just was just sitting on the table but it still looked in good shape cool. very good shape and it turns over and it's ready to fire yeah, yeah. It doesn't okay. feel gummed up at all. If it if it ran, they didn't run very much, and they kept it. They put some nice, good after oil in it or something. Huh. All right. So now everybody's bored with that engine. Oh, uh, that's neat. That's, I'm I, not I, bored I, with it. I'm, please, <laughs> I'm please post an update now. on our Facebook page. You know, do a little video of it running. That'd be great. Oh, pictures. Cool. Yeah. You got me thinking about what I'm going to put it in. Now, I'm really. In hey, don't jazz. unscrew the magic. Leave it. Leave it alone. Don't <laughs> screw the magic. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't don't take it apart. Yet. Oh no, no, I'm not gonna take it apart. I'm gonna see if it runs just the way it is. Yeah, yeah I'm exactly. I'm scared to actually. <laughs> Does it have a glow plug in it? Uh, you know, I don't remember. Yeah, the link you sent said use the regular glow plugs, not four cycle. Not the four stroke. Okay, so I'll just yeah. stick a OS number eight or something in there and have yeah, it. It says the KMB seventy three eleven. So whatever those. that means. Well, that's a short or long. Be interesting to know which one it takes. I don't know. Well, read this before you try to fire it up. Hey, I'm just going to say I'm looking at another Craigslist. This guy wants three hundred dollars for a new inbox too. You got yourself a deal, buddy. Yeah. People like fits. I don't know why. Take this airplane. Here, take this engine. Here, take my baby. (laughs) (laughs) You're charmed. They also have them fly their stuff too. Holy smokes, man. That's I need to spend thing. more time with Fitz, man. I'm just going to stand next to him more often. <laughs> good things happen to Fitz. Yeah. He's good people. Yeah, well, thank you. It's too bad I wasn't like that when I was in high school and it involved girls. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Your powers lie elsewhere. No, I brother, not with young ladies when I was in high school. Of course, my high school had like 
three young ladies in it total, but still. What, did you go to a a tech high or something? Or yeah, I went to a tech high, school? and okay. it was like it was like you know, you think Riddle was bad. This was like. <laughs> Even worse. <laughs> so you stepped up when you went to real? Yeah, really. He's like, where's all these girls come from? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, inside joke between Terry and I. <laughs> Anyways. Uh so um so That's three. So that was three from Alvin. So Scobie the next week had a a swap meet. Scobie has usually two or three swap meets a year, and they're generally pretty good. I, I usually look forward to going to Scobie once. It's a parking lot swap meet. Hmm. It's more or less centrally located in Houston, so it, it tends to pull a lot of people from all, all over the place. Uh, and if the weather's good, people get there early and have lots of good, usually find some really good deals and, and lots and lots of stuff to choose from. And so I was there poking around. Uh, I didn't have a whole lot of time to spend there, actually, because I was having my car worked on. And I really got there a little early, spent maybe 40 minutes looking around because I had to go pick up the car within a certain amount of time because the guy was leaving. And uh, so I didn't have a whole lot of time to spend. I was looking at, uh, I, I ended up picking up a nice little Cox 020 engine with a throttle sleeve. Ooh. Cox uh, Baby B. These are pretty rare. When I saw this, like, Wow. Coxel twenty with a throttle sleeve. If Tony Curso is listening, he knows what I'm talking about. These these are rare puppies to see, uh, and so and the guy was asking a really good price for it. So I, I said, "Oh yeah, I'll take it." And uh, some minor stuff. What else did I get? I got a um um oh I met up uh, Lee. You remember Chris, uh, the the young kid that flies that uh, twin uh, German plane and a few other yeah. stuff. Yeah, um, Chris. So at, I don't know if you were around, but at the fly-in that we went to for the old school stuff, he said, hey, I've got a plane with a Norvell 074 and I can't get it to run. It seems kind of seized up or really doesn't turn over very well. Uh, would you mind looking at it and see if you can see what the problem was? I said, yeah, sure, I'll take it. So at the time, I, I, I took the plane home with me. And that's the picture you saw on my Instagram of the, of the, the banana-shaped connecting rod inside <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, right. i'm sorry if i laughed too loud in the microphone but yeah it was, it was just a little bendy <laughs> yeah speaking of glow plugs that are too long <laughs> oh my gosh so yeah. it was he, he was new to that engine and he made several uh faux pas he was using way one he was using way too big of a propeller uh second he was using the wrong fuel and third he was using way too big of a starter so and it was a new engine so i think it seized up and he had just overcranked it and bent a rod so i had picked i was able to find a new rod directly from norvell as a matter of fact oh and, are they a russian company yeah they're russian but apparently they have a u.s distributor or u.s importer or something hmm, okay. uh so i was uh able to get a new rod in it and fix it up and got it running it ran pretty good so he was there i was hoping it would be there so I had brought the plane with me, so I gave it back to him and said, here you go, it, it runs. Um, you, when I found out he, what fuel he was using, he said, no, that's the wrong fuel. I gave him some of my, my fuel that I make. Uh, so I gave him a, a, a free hit of some of my fuel. <laughs> uh, and I said, hey, here you go, have fun with it, just do this. And, oh, I had a little extra charger, uh, not charger, uh, um, 
uh, starter. I had a middle, since I have a, I had upgraded my starter, so I had a little homemade starter. I said, here, use this until you can find something better. Um, if you find another better one, just give it back to me. If not, you can use it as long as you need. So you don't use that giant super <laughs> torque starter. Uh, so I was real, he was real happy. I was happy that I got it running for him, and he was happy he got it back, and he was looking forward to flying it. So that was it was a real productive morning. Um, so also, there was a, a couple of nice ladies there, mother and daughter, were selling off some stuff. Their, um, uh, I guess the, there was some stuff from their father who had passed away, and he, they had some leftover stuff, and I picked up a few things. And I started talking to them about a certain item. I was kind of half interested in They said, yeah, we're, we're trying to sell this. It's not here, but our son is going to bring it up later in the day. Uh, but here's here's a paperwork for it, a flyer. And if you're interested, just give us a call or something. You can come take a look at it. And so I said, oh, that's kind of interesting. Uh, but I had to leave, and it wasn't there. So I just really didn't think too much about it. Uh, but after I picked up my car from the garage, the repair place, uh, I was with my wife, and she decided, well, let's have lunch, but I need to go run an errand before we have lunch. And said, since I wasn't that far from Scobie, I like, well, let me go back to Scobie and see if there's anything else that shows up. Well, let me point out, by the way, a lot of your stories include the phrase, my car was in the shop. <laughs> yes. Okay. A lot of my stories? Carry on. Okay, well, normally it's the Audi because it, it, likes, it misses the repair shop every once in a while and has to go back. Uh, but this, in this case, it was my old Subaru that I mentioned. Oh, right, right. So, yeah, so my Subaru was, was in having some work done, and it was ready. So I went to go pick it up. And the Subaru has, like, no cargo space, so ain't much I'm going to be taking home with it. Right. But I thought, well, I'll go over and take a look again anyways. Uh, so when I got there, those two ladies were gone, but the son was there with that item that I had been looking at. And he was just about to pull out. And I stopped him and said, no, 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 I want to take a look at that, the item. And I started looking around. He was telling me about how he and his father had built it. And, uh, but he, he, he had no interest. In it. He was going off to college. And he was looking for somebody who might be interested in it. And um, the price, they realized the price they had was they're not, they weren't going to get for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so they were willing to take offers. And I looked around and thought about it and thought about it some more. like, well, okay, would you take this? And he goes, yes. <laughs> Which means I should have asked him for less, but anyways. Well, sure. <laughs> I thought it was a fair price, but uh, you know, I probably could have gotten it for a little less, but I'm not going to grovel over that. Yeah. So uh, I ended up buying it, but he had to deliver it. Okay. Because there's no way I was going to be able to take it. Yeah. What is it? What is it? It is a trailer. Oh, Okay. I bought an RC plane trailer. Oh nice. my gosh! Is this where they were supposed to go? And I was yes. like, "What kind of big plane did he buy?" I bought something <laughs> to put my planes in. Finally, holy smokes! The, he, him, and his father built this trailer from scratch, uh, specifically to haul around RC planes. Oh. And it's not—it's not terribly big, which is nice. Well, um, you don't have much to tow with. I don't have much to tow, but it's big enough to stick a—you know—two or three quarter-scale planes in, and a uh, shot cub, and a shot cub. Uh, it's got a little little mini air conditioner on the side of it. Uh, it's Wait, got does a, that mean it's big enough to get inside? Yeah, you can walk around inside. Oh, you can almost what are you stand up. Pull in this it. thing with. Oh, it's not that big. <laughs> Lee that, could jump in it. I mean, you can't stand fully upright, but you can stand and hunched over slightly. Um, and it's got it's got both a back door and a side door. Oh. 
And I remember uh, our buddy Tom saying, if you ever get a trailer, make sure you get one with a side door as well as a back door. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's really convenient. So this has both. It's got a spare tire. Um, it's got some insulation all around inside. Uh, had a couple of shelves. It's got a rack system in it, adjustable rack for stuff. Um, it's got a space in the front for a generator and a plug in the front, too, so you can plug your generator in the front and then you have access to the power inside with some okay. light it has lights it has some led lights i mean it's not a cadillac i mean it's a little rough around the edges but it for what it's designed for it's actually quite nice well cool uh so i finally and my audi has a tow hitch by the way so i can tow it with the audi until you know something else better comes along right uh so, so i have one question yeah what what's my rental fee for that <laughs> Is it by cubic space or by weight? How do yeah, you I, I may have to rent that from you, my friend. Um, sure, sure. Um, it's, uh, make it semi-communal. Yeah. So you have to come get it. I'm thinking, I'm thinking RC roundtable sticker on the side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> big one. We did a big, big one. one. Big-ass one to stick on the back or something. Um, so this is an off-topic question, but... Are you allowed to store that outside your house, or are you going to have to put it in the garage, or what? Uh, so, it fits in the garage. In fact, that's what one of the things they told me. said when they built it, they built it to be able to fit in the garage. But if okay. I stick it in the garage, I, I'll t- it'll take up a bunch of space that I'd rather not take up. Yeah. So, right now, it's in a nice little cubby between my garage. You see my garage, Lee. There's a, it's a detached garage. And there's a little space yeah, you, between the garage and a neighbor's fence, and it fit right I in had there. To, I had to mute my microphone. When you said it went in your garage, I started, like, choking up. because like, what is he talking about? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I've cleaned the garage. I, I Technically, it could fit in there, but I'm not going to put it in there. Oh, my gosh. Well, not the last time I was there, but good for you. No, no. It's been cleaned up a bit. Uh, but not, but I'm not putting it in the garage. But So I have two options. One is right where it is. Though you can see it from the street. So nobody's bugged me about it yet, but I imagine the HOA may eventually say, hey, wait a minute. Oh, they will. They will. Uh, so I have two options I'm looking at right now is, A, the little cubby it's in, I could put a, a fence door, and I think I could hide it where, yeah. right where it is with a fence uh, extension that rotates. Yeah, buy some fake shrubbery. <laughs> the shrubbery. <laughs> yes, some fake shrubbery. Um, the other option is I can stick it in the backyard. There is, but I would have to modify the fence that's between the house and the garage. Right now, the, the door's too small. Um, but uh, you mentioned wood prices. We're actually having a contractor pretty soon. Myself and the neighbors are getting together to redo the fences in the back. Uh of the yard, so when our contractor comes, I was going to ping him and said, "Hey, what would it cost to either build the little fence door or modify the current fence uh, to allow me access to the backyard?" So I can stick mm-hmm. it either in the backyard if once I modify the fence, or leave it right where it is and just put a little a big door so you can't see it from the street. Huh, okay. So I'm okay. All right, good. So that's going to change your your experience with going to events you can there's no limit now so i can take stuff yeah oh i'm i'm thinking best is going to be awesome (laughs) (laughs) yeah sleep in it no but last time i went to best with a trailer i rented a u-haul and what i did is i just loaded all the planes in the trailer and i slept in the car yeah and that was that worked out really really good actually i really liked it uh, because the car had plenty of space and i had power in the car and i can run a little fan if i needed to um i've got a 
the car had a sunroof that opens up with a screen in it so I can get air without having insects come in and bug me. Uh, and all the stuff was in the trailer. And I could, t- I could take some bigger stuff as well. So it was a win-win-win. I really liked the experience. Uh, the experience so. You might be from Texas if your sunroof has a screen on it. <laughs> it's a weird Audi thing. but you, uh, you need to put one of those shades on the side that you can lower down like they do on RVs. Yeah. You know, you can attach one of those little things. You can roll it down. <laughs> oh, oh. Have a little place to sit under. Put your planes right under there. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Extend from the roof or something. Yeah, yeah. The oh. new family truckster. Now, speaking of that, you guys saw the uh, the solar panel I put on the roof of the garage? I showed oh, yes. That. Well, that was just one of them. I have like four more. Oh. And I was thinking, well, maybe I could put one or two on top of the trailer, and that could uh, keep batteries charged and stuff in the trailer as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, our buddy Joshua Orchard just put some solar panels on his RC trailer. So you should go check out his uh, post oh, on Facebook. That. I didn't see that. I'll have to bug him. Yeah. But I also, if you do that, though, I want you to put a, a revolving dish as well. Revolving <laughs> <laughs> dish? Satellite dish? You got to put, you have to wrap it in tinfoil. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Entertain no. all the folk. <laughs> but uh, I think, I, I figured I could, I think I can squeeze two of the panels on there. And they're like, 250 watt each or something like that so oh there you go so it's a pretty good um bottom wattage yeah you could jump start the car with that yeah so yeah charge controller and uh, a small battery and i'll be set i wouldn't need a generator pretty much yeah uh, shag carpet shag- <laughs> panel- <laughs> disco lights yeah <laughs> little smoking jacket you'll have a nice little setup in there <laughs> uh yeah um the only thing is it's a little heavy they said when I, when I talked to him, I said, yeah, you can move around by hand, because I know Sparky always says, if you get a trailer, make sure you get one you can manhandle fairly easily. Yeah. And this one's a little n- nose-heavy, so to speak. So the tongue weight is Tongue weight heavy. seems yeah. a little heavy. So um, uh, I found when I when I moved the battery and the spare tire back towards the end, it was a little easier. So I'm going to put a um, – they had the spare tire near the front, so I'm going to go to uh, Northern Tool, the, the rack system we're using. Apparently, it's the same stuff you can get at Northern Tool, so I was going to yeah, put the... But, but I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've towed before, but you've got to make sure you have more tongue weight than you have weight in the in the back. Oh, yeah, I know, but it. this is a lot. <laughs> okay. I could barely lift it, okay. tongue weight, so it, it, there's, there's, there's room to spare. I'm thinking RC car. You can just have a little two-inch ball, then <laughs> move that thing around with a transmitter. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh my god, put a, put a little two-inch ball on K9 and have K9 move the trailer. <laughs> Tug the trailer. <laughs> like a sled dog. Yeah. But that said, I'm really stoked to finally have a trailer. I've been wanting one for some time and, and we're kind of eyeballing them here and there. But to get one that was at least uh, designed somewhat for RC airplanes is just icing on the cake. Yeah, um, that's handy. Great. It'll save you a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they put the nice rack system in there and... There's a, there's a came with a toolbox on one of the shelves inside. So, all right. So I'm uh, it's, it's a bunch of locks. Oh. Uh, so um, I'll send you guys some pictures and you can take a yeah, look at please. it. Again, well, don't send them to us. Post them on Facebook. So, anyways, uh, one last thing. Um, I need to give a shout out to Legend Hobby. Uh, he invited me over to his. Uh, layer? Secret layer. <laughs> Tomas. <laughs> Tomas. He's been on the show before, and uh, I've been doing some stuff with him. And he said, hey, I've got a new plane that came in. And uh, you should welcome to come over and take a look at it and hang out with us for a while. They're working on another model um, that they have gotten in, a prototype 
pre-production model. So I said, sure. So I popped over to his place and, um, he, they, they have a, what is the thing? A 12 foot span L19. Oh, were, right. He was talking about that. On our yeah, show, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I saw them working on that. They posted some photos on the Facebook page. Yes. I got to see it in person. They were, they were doing a covering, um, uh, Larry Holtman was there doing some covering. Does it does it need fifty cal guns for you to resume? <laughs> <laughs> Put some B seventeen parts in that bad boy. It's big. Even the wing panels are taller than I am. It, that it's a monster. That's gonna be close to third scale. Uh, at least yes. I think it's got a what one hundred fifty cc twin that they're gonna put in there. Uh, EME engine. I can't remember if it was a single or a twin, but it's, it's a big mother. And so they were painting the cowl, and our buddy Glenn was there as well. And and, and um, he had a gentleman that came in from Florida visiting to help do some work on it. Uh, and so it was it's, a, it's a really big. It would be really impressive when he starts taking it out to shows. Uh, they're hoping to have it done fairly soon. Uh, they're working on a covering. The woodwork is really nice. Look at the fuselage. And they did a really good job on the woodwork in it. So it should be, should be fairly popular for that. That market, if you want some a big giant uh, cub like thing, would that fit in your trailer? Uh, it might. That actually might fit in the trailer. It'd be oh. tight. The tail be the thing I'd worry about the most, but I think it, you know I think it would. Okay. Yeah, I think I could squeeze it in there. It wouldn't be a whole lot of room extra for anything else, but uh, if you're taking that to the field, what else do you need? Yes. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was neat to see his oh, facility. You put your other airplanes inside that one. Oh, yeah. damn it. You beat me. Too. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if it's crazy and it works, it's not crazy, right? <laughs> What's that inside the fuselage? Is that, is that a cadet? Wait, and a glider? <laughs> and, so, a, and a champ? <laughs> so I'll post some pictures. I took some pictures of that and stuff. But what was uh, really was there for is he's got uh, a new vendor lined up that's making uh, warbirds. Roughly around seventy inch span, I think maybe some larger ones that are all fiberglass. Mm-hmm. And he, he had he, he the gods shined upon me. He had an A six M five zero. Of course. Uh, so I had to go home with it. So yeah. <laughs> money was exchanged. <laughs> <laughs> so I have the uh, uh, it's a pre production. So it was it doesn't even have a manual. It's kind of like you know, let's build this thing and. Whatever issues you see, let me know. Thomas yeah. was telling me, and um, it'll be a review model that uh, I'll have on my video page. It comes with stars and bars. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think it does. It's kill markings. Uh, so it's a 70-inch A6M0, uh, all fiberglass, really nice. Uh, what about the wing? What about the power? What do you mean, what, what about the wing? It has wings. What, is it built up? Is it falling? Oh, I'm sorry. The wings are fiberglass, too. Oh. They're not built up. It's all fiber, everything. Like hollow fiberglass? Yeah. What? Yeah, it's nice. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. They're not, they're not built up wings. No, no. They're all, everything is fiberglass on this. Okay. I'm listening. So it's pretty snazzy. Uh, and this one will be electric. This will have, um, I think I got a 100 cc, not 100 cc. Um, <laughs> 100 uh, what, one one cubic inch. Uh, was that uh, twenty fifteen twenty cc equivalent engine in it? Uh, electric motor. Okay. Uh, that seems pretty hot for that size airplane. It's pretty big. We want to make sure that it's it's got a good power on it. So, 
Okay. Uh, and I wanted the option of using a three-bladed prop, so I went with a little, mm. a little bigger engine, yeah. even more options, without having to run a little tiny three-bladed prop. Uh, so it's on my workbench. I started working on it a couple days ago, and uh, I'm tinkering with it. Um, and we'll see how it, it's got some nice retracts, really nice oleo strut retracts that came with it, nice. electric. Is it already painted? It's already painted. It's in the two-tone, um, uh, was it green and gray of the late yeah, model? Okay. He had another one that was the sort of pale green, whitish color as well. Hmm. I thought was pretty neat. Uh, I, I gave him some, some suggestions on that one. Uh, but I, I decided on the, the two-tone one. Right. Uh, Did they so get the canopy right? Canopy looked okay. Okay, good. Yeah, that's a tough one to do because it's got so many braces on it. It's got braces and it's, yeah, it's a big greenhouse thing. So yeah, so uh, I'll send some pictures of that too. I'm looking forward to. Well, I've already started working on it. It's going to be a little bit of a slower build since it's uh, it's semi. It's mostly complete, but there's some no manual. I'm going to have to work out a few things, details on my own on it as it's it's really bleeding edge kit at the moment. But uh, they they have a whole series. He's of not just zeros but other warbirds that they're looking for the same company to make all fiberglass so mm-hmm. uh that's pretty snazzy not it's got paddle line detail and rivet detail and that kind of stuff uh, uh at least on the fuselage so you're allowed to talk about it are you allowed to show any of it yet uh i think so i asked thomas if it was okay yeah okay i, be, I believe so i'll double check with him but um i, I, I at least can talk about it uh yeah. i'll let him i'll ask him if he's okay with pictures all right. Yeah, I'd be interested to see it. Sure. How many zeros does that make for you? Um, more than zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, over half a dozen, I would think, at this point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Easily. I think at least, yeah. That's okay. Every time he gets a zero, I add a P38. There <laughs> you go. Or Corsair, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are either of those in the new lineup? For me? No, in the fiberglass airplane lineup. Uh, not a P38. Oh, my God, a P38? No, I don't know about a Corsair. Uh, I know there's, a, I think, a Spitfire and a 109. But I don't hmm. know if there's a Corsair or a Z, uh, P38. Oh, okay. uh, he didn't, I definitely didn't hear those yet, but who knows? Who knows in the future? So how do you think it's going to end up weight-wise? No idea. It's going to have some weight to it. Maybe... Between ten and fifteen pounds, I would guess. Oh, okay. Um, but zeros usually fly really well. It's got flaps too. It's got some really nice split flaps. It's pretty oh, scale like. Right. So, uh, I'm not too worried about it. Um, the biggest thing would be balance. Hopefully, I don't have to add too much nose weight to get the thing to balance. It's the only that'd be the key, I think. Yeah. Are the control surfaces fiberglass as well? Yes, they are. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. wow. So uh, the Thomas is really excited about him. He's really because there's not a whole lot of fiberglass kits out there. Uh, yeah. Right. So he's really excited to be able to offer. This will be his own unique thing. I don't think it'll be offered like anywhere else. So it'll just be a house thing. brand kind house, of thing. Yeah, it'll be a house brand for Legend Hobby. Yeah. Uh, so uh, fits his fighters. Fits. You know, all my approved. All my zeros are fiberglass fighters. FFF. Yeah. F cubed. Yeah. Now all my zeros are different sizes. They're not duplicates, so they're all unique in their own way. <laughs> Each of your little children's. Yep. All right, I've done enough talking. I am done. Lee, you got anything? I do. You know me. Spit it out, man. Sur- surprise, you guys! I have a giveaway. 
if you've made it this far, folks, I have another giveaway. You deserve a giveaway. (laughs) Well, it does go back to what Fitz and I talked about earlier, which was an estate auction. And I posted a photo on RC Roundtable of some vintage kits that I picked up from a collector in New York. And I went for just two kits, but some of them were pre-packaged. I gave one of those kits to my buddy Fitz. So he's got his hands on a little box of balsa. But I actually acquired two Jayco, or excuse me, these are Jetcos, two Jetco Superflight Jet 50 balsa gliders. And I am going to give one away. So these are cool little vintage kits. It's just something neat to have. The box alone is just worth putting on display. Uh, I know I'm going to build mine. I, I want to have fun with it. It's made for these little Jet X 50 engines. I don't know where you can get those. And perhaps you can still find them on eBay with the little pellets that, you know, make you a little jet for 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really old school, isn't it? But here's the here's the easy way to register. And by the way, Terry asked if he could um, register to win. I said, sure. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I'll give away. But anyway, if you type Jet50, J-E-T-5-0 in the subject line and send it to us, contact at rcroundtable.com, I will put you in the running for this Superflight Jet50 balsa glider, and I will name a winner at the next podcast. That's pretty cool. It is. Have you looked to see if any of those jet motor, the Jet X's are on eBay or anything? I, you know, I found a cool little video. I didn't look on eBay, but I did find a couple of cool videos on YouTube of people flying them. So hmm. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But uh, for me, it was my dad had a, a Jetco glider. And I the one I really wanted was this Thermic 50. So mm-hmm. that's going to be fun to build. Excuse me. And uh, I just remember having fun flying gliders in my front of my house. So even though this thing has the little jet pack, you don't need it to just have fun. So... If you want to get to building and you <laughs> miss ha- seeing balsa, because there's a couple of pieces in this box right here. <laughs> if you're having a tough time finding balsa, r- register to win, folks. I'll also put a photo um, of this glider on our RC Roundtable Facebook page. And just a little reminder that people need to listen to the podcast to get the keyword. Oh, right. That makes sense. There you go. So I found there's a jetx.org. It talks about these engines. Oh, does it? Oh. Well, thank you, Fitz, for looking that up. Yeah, and it's, it was been updated this year, March 2021, so it's active. Um, and so you can t- still buy the pellets? They're, they're talking about getting some from Poland. <laughs> oh, <great>. <laughs> <laughs> they have some pictures and stuff, and they have some charts. Oh, look at that. It's, oh, millinewtons and 14 seconds up to 100 millinewtons. Oh, that's interesting. So they got some interesting stuff on here. I didn't know this was an active thing. Um, the, the, the Wikipedia says they were first came out in 1947. Wow. Outlawed in 1948. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, so go to jetx.org and they have some models. They got a neat little Saab Draken or something with a jetx on the bottom of it. It looks like a free flight thing. Uh, and so yeah, they have sections for power plants, for the models themselves, uh, plans, so, yeah. So, I guess some stuff is still available. It's hard to get. They're saying it's kind of hard to get at the moment, but they have some resources. Cool. Well, all right. Well, you can have one of these little gliders that uses these yeah. little rocket generators. <laughs> <laughs> Could be a fun RC project. Uh, it's pretty tiny. Yeah. Yeah, well, we got pretty tiny stuff. Well, I mean, you could come up with a creative way to put a little prop in battery in a timer. 
to replace that. Oh, it's Jet X. That one of Jet X, RC Jet okay. X. Well, guess what, Fitz? You can register to win too. Maybe you'll be the lucky <laughs> no, one no. to to win the kit, and then you can go all out. I'm pretty sure you have a couple of kits on your table that you need to get to. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> all right, that's all, all right. I got. But thanks for your story, Fitz, and congrats on the trailer. And yeah, I'm, that's neat. It's been a big month for you. Yeah, and, man. Oh, I I didn't get to tell you this, Fitz, and I'm very sad. But you did just release my last video for you for some time the uh gripping video which you have on your hobby view channel but with my arm the way it is yeah you're gonna have to find someone else for the next few months because oh man i i you can't, can't lift film my arm. lefty i no the can't the viewers on the other side yeah okay <laughs> all of it's inverted <laughs> no i oh, i gotta I got to rest my arm. So no photos, no video. I'm just going to have to take it easy. Oh, but yeah, I'd be happy to join you to go watch you fly if you want to pick me up. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll be a sidekick. <laughs> go, Fitz, go. The moral support. <laughs> Great landing. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least thanks for help on the gripping video. That that seems to have gotten pretty well received. And uh, glad to spit that out. Yeah, uh, and I got my issue of uh, both Model Aviation and Park Pilot today, and I saw that you had a review of the uh, Mini Aero Scout. Oh, I forgot about that. That just came out? Yep. Oh, yes. So I haven't read it yet, but I saw that it's in there. That's in the Park Flyer. Uh, pictures did by you, Lee, I think, on that one as did, well. I did take pictures, but do you have Ryan in that? Because you had let Ryan have the sticks to that. I uh, don't remember. Oh, okay. Did I take a picture of him i honestly don't remember i'm sorry well i may have but anyway but yeah i, mean, I was there when we went to uh, space city yeah and you pulled that other car and said hey take some pictures of this <laughs> okay <laughs> it's good to know it's out because i don't i don't normally subscribe to them i'll have to ask if i can get a copy of it well speaking of cover isn't that your is that your beta oh that's right terry uh, yeah the triple hitter oh my god <laughs> yeah um there's a little bit of a story behind that picture, and I know we're out of time now, so remind me to talk about that next time we record a show. You might chuckle a little bit. <laughs> but if there was a soundtrack to go with that cover, it would. we could not share it here. <laughs> <laughs> it would be rated right. R for sure. Let's put, put it on our list, and we'll have a little uh, you know, teaser for our fans when our... When our next uh, podcast comes out. All right. Yeah. If sure. it was one of those birthday cards with the sound module in it, yeah, you couldn't open that in front of your mother. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll have, we guess everybody will have to wait, too. All right. Well, next, uh, next episode, we'll hear about the secret of Terry's third time on the cover of Model Aviation. All right. Uh, I guess our time's up. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, <laughs> didn't intend to go this long, but hey, long-witted me for some reason. Uh, yeah, it's good to hear your stories. It's Fitz Day. Fitz Day, yeah. Normally I try to keep quiet, but uh, well. Anyways, it's been fun, guys. And thanks for listening, everybody. You heard the man, Lee. Send in your uh, your entry into the contest, and maybe you win some classic piece of Model Aviation hardware. Uh, and now, note, any last thoughts before we leave out of here? Before the week is out, you need to have a giant RC Roundtable logo on that trailer. Um, well, you know where I live. You can send me one. 
Or, you know what? He wakes up the next morning. <laughs> or, or I just had a better idea. Instead of the logo, you paint it so that it camouflages it next to your garage. You paint it like the fence. It looks like the fence. <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea. Or just or just attach wood fencing to the back of it. Or, <laughs> yeah. yeah Velcro some fencing to it. There you go. <laughs> well, I, I hope everyone goes out this weekend and, and flies a little for me because I uh, can't, can't get my yeah. hands on the sticks, so. <laughs> yeah. Now, as much money as I spent the past couple of weeks, people are welcome to send me some uh, to go fund me. Oh, cash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they have lots you. of sympathy. <laughs> go fund you for your addiction. Don't think that's how it works. All right, then. Until next time, we'll see you. Hey, bye, all. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts. Where you will also find links to our iTunes and social media sites. Thanks for listening.